Okay, hello everyone. So welcome to the Geeky Ones. Uh, I'm Jude. Below me is Stephen. So Stephen. Hello. And today we are on episode number 112. And we're going to talk about Mulusud Gundam, which for Mercury, and uh, a discussion on uh, female Gundam characters, you know, through a backdoor test or something. But yeah, uh, our guest for today is uh, Matt Ordonez. Uh, hello. Hi. Thanks for having so, me. Awesome. So yeah, um, we're start. We're gonna start off the discussion by talking about the new series. So Gundam Witch for Mercury has was announced like uh, a few months ago. Like yeah, they announced this in like the anniversary projects. Since um, Gundam was quiet in twenty twenty one, there was there was no new series. There was no new big series. It was sad. Um, apart from Gundam Hathaway, which was really like the best thing. One of the best Gundam things in the past few years. Um, but yeah, Witch for Mercury was announced, and before anything, before we got anything, they all all they gave was a title screen. Mm-hmm. All they gave was a title screen, and uh, I think the series uh, showrunner just saying that this would be a Gundam series that's more focused on the younger audience, which of course oh. the traditional Gundam fans got triggered over and just railed on just for that one line. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The mystery was like there was mystery on the title. Like, what what is this? Which for Mercury? I, my early speculation was that they mentioned which and um, first Gundam series had like uh, mentioned like Amore as the White Devil, right? With his Gundam, so yeah. that was one reference. So like, wondering would the character, would the protagonist be female? Because that's that's never happened outside of mm-hmm. one manga that people always cite as a convenience. But yeah, um, lo and behold, like, I think a few weeks ago, we get a 34-second teaser of Witch from Mercury. Do you know? Oh, but it was enough to it was enough to get everyone, including me, excited. Uh, it was so good. Um, I think what got me was the music of the teaser. It's, it, it sounded like Gundam Unicorn. And, you know, I love Gundam Unicorn. Like, yeah just the just the vibe like the the series feels like a warm hug when you hear the music mm-hmm. and the, the music is hiroyuki sawano so you know he made the final fantasy 14 music so and so those, no yeah yeah so Kill Kill. He, oh yeah yeah shingeki no kyojin like, like when i was watching like, well, the first three seasons yeah yeah when i was watching that uh and then remembering gundam unicorn and then Every now and then, listening to my friends play a playlist of Final Fantasy XIV music, I, I realize, okay, I know you're, I know what you're, where you're going at. Mm. So yeah, um, thirty-four seconds. Uh, I guess uh, I would like to ask everyone's first impression. So uh, I think we'll start with you, Matt. <laughs> mm. Well, thank you for having me. Um, and as someone who is a Gundam fan, it's funny, like uh, I. I I'm a teacher mainly, you know, but weird things I, I spend most of my most of my money on Gundam, so like plastic models because of, as an expression of my love for the series. But really, um, if you know that, like a lot of people are making a big deal about the fact that the the the, the uh, character is female, you know, and mm-hmm. it's the Gundam is no stranger to very interesting and strong female characters, and the fact that you know. First and foremost, what's different about this character is that number one, she is the main protagonist 
and there hasn't been any before. But not only that, but if you notice that even the Gundam, uh, female Gundam pilots, sometimes, usually, they're assigned a Gundam that is usually a female version of the male Gundam, or usually it's pink, you know, they're, they're assigned a pink Gundam or SD. So they're usually the cuter, tinier, more female versions. This one is, she has assigned a Gundam in all its full, you know, monstrous glory. In fact, you're right in saying that, uh, Amuro Ray is called the White Devil. She's called the Witch of Mercury, which highlights not only a monstrous element, but also her fem- the fact that she's female. She's called a witch. So it's a, it's a, bit, it's a bit of a mixed uh, representation here. Like mm-hmm. She's clearly feared. She is clearly seen as partly a monster, but also a female version of a monster. So, and she's taken seriously. She's not given like a pink version of the male uh, or the main Gundam. So... Uh, it's it's quite interesting, you know. Like, I mean, because a lot of the times, female characters in Gundam, you know, they're either usually the damsel in distress, the supporting cast, or some. But uh, more interestingly, they're oftentimes they are villains, you know, and that's they're actually quite advanced in mm-hmm. this because in uh, in many forms of media back then, you know, it was for what close to fifty years, you know, and uh, it's. If, during that time when it came out, it, it had a lot of roles for women that were uh, very dynamic, very diverse, but never quite the main uh, protagonist. Now, what would this possibly mean? Well, we don't know. You know, what kind of protagonist would that be? Sometimes they could just be the Gundam pilot, mm-hmm. but the Gundam pilot isn't always the pro the good guy. Sometimes they yeah. could go through the. Um, I'll give you an example, like Iron Blooded Orphans. If the longer it goes through the main character becomes less and less human and becomes mm-hmm. in a way the final monster you know that's a critique of what the gundam can do whether or not that's a similar one or that if there if she remains a war hero or becomes corrupted that's another uh question altogether so we have to wait and see for what kind of character will this person become and would it be a good thing for women we, we don't really know but it is exciting and it is a good question to reflect upon what kind of protagonist would be given that she's female you know but um yeah all right so yeah Stephen, your first impressions it's 34 seconds so yeah it was so far <laughs> i know yeah. that we're making like uh, a nice discussion now with a really yeah. tiny teaser hmm. <laughs> it's like if relina became competent i guess I used to wish for Relina to have a mobile suit, but then looking back, I realized, <clears throat> nah, she's not mm-hmm. like the perfect person to do it. I don't know why. I just got Relina vibes from the trailer. That's all I got. <laughs> well, well, okay. Uh, my first impression, I think, uh, the way that she, the way that she's like portrayed, or the way that she has her expression, it felt like Mikazuki from Ironbound and Orphans. Mm-hmm. She has that yeah. really like composed like expression that you know she's she she's either like just really quiet or she'll really destroy everyone in front of her like just yeah. straight up killed everyone so like um really cool I think we can talk about the mobile suit design the mobile suit design feels so close to Iron Blooded Orphans mm-hmm. the the fact that there's like um I think. Iron Blooded Orphans had demonic themes. 
-hmm. So it has the it has the names of uh, each names of demons so Barbatos, Vile, as as um, examples. But this one is uh, a bit different. So Gundam Ariel is nice. I think it fits the classic red, white, blue, yellow <laughs> template of Gundam yes. and the tricolor. Um, from how it looks like, I'm looking at the model kit. There's a slot, mm. you know, Gunplus always have backpack, backpack slots, uh -huh. which is like a mild spoiler on <laughs> this is not the this is not the Gundam you'll end with, mm. which I always like. Yeah. Like Barbatos didn't end with Barbatos, which I was thinking, like, how how in the world can you upgrade Barbatos in mm. season two? And then they mm. added they added the Lupus upgrade, which is like yeah. The tail. the tail yeah and then they even upgraded all of the main three gundams in the show so it was a surprise so i think mm -hmm. ariel <clears throat> feels like um it's more of the g g record the g reconquista okay mm -hmm. because it had it's uh it looks simple it they look similar and then the engine no reconquista they didn't really upgrade the mobile suit they just added new backpacks so they had the tricky pack, which they never released in Gunpla form. Mm -hmm. And they had the reflector pack, which which is like the most beautiful pack out of all the <clears throat> Gina Reconista packs. But yeah, so yeah, so far it's so uh there's the details are minimal. There are only three Gundams. So there's mm -hmm. Elfrit, which is uh, a pink, uh, a pink and white Gundam. Um I like this design. Um so for some reason, mobile suits in pink gets get me. Hmm. Uh, so I, as much as strike ro strike rogue is strike rouge, rouge is just nice. Yeah. Strike rouge is I mean strike rouge is like uh, a weird female equivalent <laughs> design. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I like I like the latter designs where they upgraded the pink color to like something more uh, military prototype ish. <laughs> it's not a political statement. No, it's just yeah. <laughs> it's just pink. it's just spare yeah. parts. Mm, I don't know yeah. why they had to mark spare parts pink, but there we go. Um, yeah. Uh, I think this kind of reminds me of um, the Gerbera Teta, though. Oh uh, yeah. That's that's all pink. But that's mm. really good. And it's actually one of my first uh, ones that I bought, and also piloted by a female pilot, which we can discuss that later. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a great example actually. Mm. So yeah, and then there's the Berg Bergwear Bow view. I'm, I'm butchering the pronunciation of their mobile suit. This has the color scheme of um, the Gundam Bail in Ironblood Orphan. So it's. Mm -hmm. Purple and white, so it's it's the most iron-blooded orphans-looking mobile suit out of the three. So this is based on Gunpla models, uh, and yeah. But apart from that, there's nothing much. I really hope they just release a, a decent trailer soon, because mm -hmm. <laughs> I just uh, this is slated for an October release, as mm -hmm. most Gundam series are, because they usually release on the second half of the year, if not the first. But usually it's second recently, mm -hmm. like. Uh, the past build diversity released on October, on. so almost every major Gundam series has been released on the second half. So mm -hmm. I'm excited for that. They're gonna simulcast it, so it's gonna be free for broadcast on YouTube once more. So that's another weekly round of waiting. <laughs> and every Gundam group that I've I've been part of having spoiler uh, spoiler blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Because you'll get. Unless you're in the time where you have to watch on cable. 
Yeah, it's fine. I've been watching all new Gundam series online ever since yeah. they had the weekly YouTube one, so like it's fine. Very smart move by you know, Sunrise. Yeah, it's a really good uh yeah, I love it because um I think uh we can just go a bit off topic. I think the best thing about Gundam going to free online streaming was that it gave a resurgence to Gundam popularity a mm-hmm. lot in a lot of places and made Gunpla even more popular. Yes. Build Fighters was the biggest like, offender of that. <laughs> right. Actually, funny thing is that really, they don't really make these series like to earn on itself. It's really to sell the plastic models. Yeah, that's, that's true. They, that's that's true. their main moneymaker, right? It's and they're a, great an, designs, you know? It's an anti-war message with a bit of politics laced in and capitalism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I, I love that the build series is basically basically designed as a toy commercial though. <laughs> Did you guys watch the live action one? I think there's a new live action series where Oh, yeah, I have it. Yeah, the build all the CGI. Fi- build build yeah. Fighters Real. I, I'm yes. curious, but I think I've been I've been looking at a few clips. I think it's it it works. It can work. Yes. It's, it's a good concept. So mm-hmm. I kind of wish that they tried live. I, I kind of wish they tried the live action route a bit more. But hey, we're getting a movie Ooh, <laughs> live action yeah. movie soon. So that's gonna be cool. Nice. And I just hope it's I just hope it works. I don't care if it's I don't want it to be uh, I don't want it to be terrible. I just want if it's average, I'm fine. Because you know, anime to live action is always an inconsistent. Um, it's tricky, yeah. Yeah, it's always yeah. inconsistent. It it mostly does, it it doesn't work most of the times. But when it what, works, what's it, a good it one? Does. Yeah, there's this. What's one good example? Uh, Roni Kenshin, maybe that's one. Yeah, Roni Kenshin is like the yeah. shining example because like they made the they were able to like um, make just, a series. Yeah, capture like, the once. capture the vibe of the manga and anime and yeah create like a really action-packed um, masterpiece actually it's really good mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. and then the, yeah it's they made it into a multi-part series that's all successful in all accounts mm-hmm. and you know attack on titan had a live action they go that far so oh boy <laughs> that's Ooh, a different that's story crazy. yeah mm-hmm. and you yeah that's not, good yeah. yeah yeah we want it to be good but let's not forget that gundam also had g savior exists yeah we don't talk about that <laughs> i mean i watched it you know some people say it's really really the worst but i'll never put it as the worst because you know gundam seed destiny is like the the only series i watched and dropped <laughs> oh i finished it eventually but i dropped it out of frustration like, oh. i mean there are some good parts in it but i think they just yeah. dropped the ball you know they, they like, dropped yeah. it they dropped as soon as kiriyama to the game they, uh, they couldn't they didn't have the guts in fact some people were talking about alternative ways of ending it they could have that they had the balls to kill kiriyamato and yeah, make sure that the world that. around it would change that would have yeah. been something yeah but they, because, just because, Kira because even though i don't like shinasuka the fact he's the protagonist he's the leading man of the show he he deserves the he deserves to have the same level of like uh like uh same Is level that... of development as the other protagonists mm-hmm. yeah whether or not we but, well that's a whole other discussion but yeah, yeah that's that could be a whole one. other episode like uh why well, yeah. distant failed mm-hmm. yeah and but, you know why why we haven't had that seed movie even though it's gonna 
sell a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, for the record, so, Seed is still one of my favorites in, in terms yeah. of like female representation as well. There's a lot of interesting female characters there. Yeah, it's it's a mix. It's a it's a ba- it's a mixed bag of them. It's you mm-hmm. get a lot of um, a lot of the a lot of the good as well. So that's really yeah. Cool. And now I guess we can say the excitement level for Witch of Mercury is pretty high. It's pretty good yeah. since it's the first uh, non-build Gundam series as well. I mean, mm. Re-Rise was. Rewise was surprisingly good, way better than Build Divers. Like you know, there was that one part that just redeemed itself. And they're following the isekai trend, you know, and they tried yeah, to they, do it. It was okay. Yeah, and then, and but then it there was more a, isekai than Gundam, really. Yeah, it, it was. And then there was a one arc where they had to save a guy from actually dying. So like, what the In what real the, life. And you know, it kind of gave that. It well. kind of gave the series like a weird jolt of excitement. Yeah. <laughs> or one big that. It, oh, it yeah. gave that jolt of like uh, how a classic Gundam story would be, like you know, mm-hmm. saving someone, like the new type rescue arc. <laughs> mm. Well, one can argue that Gundam is a Gundam story if it has geopolitical conflicts. And as a well, I'm mainly a political scientist by profession. That's why I am so interested in Gundam. Yeah. You know, yeah. and again, the the politics of women in there, the women in that political world, is so interesting. In fact. One could argue that this one might not be a big deal because a lot Gun, Gundam series across has done a lot already, you know, for yeah. women yeah. representation. Yeah. It's really cool. And now we're gonna go to like the second part. And mm. we're just gonna talk quick about the Bechdel test. So Bechdel test is like uh, a test of um mm. female representation in different media, so mm. games, movies and stuff. And you know, I've been wrapping my head around on which Gundams pass, or which Gundams, uh, how does Gundam in general fare in the Bechdel test? And looking back, yeah, it, it exposes a lot of like um, examples of the good and bad of um, female representation in Gundam over the years. Because I've watched a brunt of series, I've watched, watched so many. I can only count in my hand the ones I did it. But yeah, the fact that it makes you realize like, how Gundam has come far, like in terms of developing female characters well, mm. and how far and how bad sometimes they do, even how far on how far they've come, is just a weird thing for me. Like, mm. come on, <laughs> mm. you guys have had some of the best female characters, and especially the pilots and the politicians of the shows. Yeah. Like, yes. <clears throat> There were so there's so many great um even the ship captains <laughs> oh yeah like mirror ramius as much as they gave her so many fan service moments that are kind of uh out of the way and mm-hmm. unnecessary sure she's one yeah. of the best captains in gundam to the point that she's like the main captain in super robot wars games so like mm. she replaces bright noah in a lot of, in most yeah. games so like come on and uh, I can't remember the captain in Double O. I'm so bad. Her name. Yeah, actually, Double O. It's been a long time. But, but yeah, speaking of Maru Ramius, no, I mean yeah. her arc is also important because she's given a female rival. You know, her first yeah. name, second in command, the Tarl Bajrul, not only challenges her like it's women not fighting over a man, but fighting over what is right for the ship. This is Gundam Seed. And eventually, mm-hmm. Natal Bajrul is given the Dominion, which is basically a mm-hmm. copy of the Archangel. So basically, the writers gave 
these two ri rival female captains, both strong women, to see who is the better captain, you know, giving them equal amount of resources. So that's a very dynamic thing to the point where uh, mm -hmm. that's it. I see this is the thing about judging characters. You can't just say, oh, this one character is like this, therefore she's a bad representation for women. Sometimes there is it's a dynamic thing. They have arcs. They become mm -hmm. sometimes different and change. And how that change is important to consider. Like Dal Badrul is not just jealous of Maru Ramius. Mm -hmm. You know, she has strong principles in how to do things. She's more mm -hmm. practical. She's more ruthless in a way. And, the, and when she was given the Dominion, eventually she saw the war from a different perspective to the point where, oh, both sides are assholes. Therefore, eventually she had a rede redemption. Uh, spoiler alert in Gundam C. Like she actually helped. If it were actually, if it weren't for her, the, the Dominion would have destroyed the Archangel before the final episode. Yeah. Because, yeah, because of course she helped fight against Azrael, who was the dead merchant, you know, the capitalist in the thing. So oh, anyway, God. that's that. Um, Gundam Seed is actually very interesting and mixed. I mean, you may think that, oh, Maramius had fan service moments. But behind those dual fan service flotation devices, she's a very interesting captain. Yeah, she's, Especially she's really one of the best like, tacticians in any Gundam series. Like, mm. Oh, I remember now Gundam Double O, Sumeragi. I think it's all she also falls in the same uh, level of Miramius because Mm. They gave her fan service moments. Mm. Because they're like in, in the same archetype. But mm -hmm. I think what I like what I like with Sumeragi is like her arc is actually cool because she has this arc where she has like um PTSD over a previous event. Right. Which like which she has like a bad memory of um of her past military experience mm -hmm. and you know her tactics like revolve around that and you know mm -hmm. she has she's one of the more talented uh trip captains in any series because she has like this cognitive like advantage like of mm -hmm. predicting strategies like steps ahead allowing mm -hmm. um allowing the gundam her gundam pilots right. setsu nine company just uh yeah to just get up and mm -hmm. yeah really cool i think yeah seed and double O have so many yeah <laughs> i think they're one of the Speaking of like cognitive advantages, let's remember that in the first series, one of the most notable characters there is had also had cognitive uh, abilities known as new type abilities, which is heightened empathy and predicting the moves of your opponent. Uh, this one is a character called Lala Soon, who is not only a woman and love interest of the main character, but also a person of color. Like outright, she is uh, seen shown as you know. Yeah. Probably Indian, you know, with a dot in her they, head. They and... never really outright said her nationality was, but yeah, I think she, yeah, she was yes. Indian. Yes, there's a. It begins like a very interesting trope in Gundam. Like not only, well, she's female and she's also a pilot with these item abilities, but at the same time, the reason why she's a damsel is she's placed in the machine to be a weapon. You know, in yeah. some ways, this might be, in um. I think in a front of her femininity, you know, like, and this is also like uh, similar to another, uh, another character. I'm trying to remember her name, but I think it's the Psycho Gundam, you know, and also four. The, it's four. four. Yes, yeah. wherein of course they are not they're not necessarily even considered human beings, but they are accessories to the Gundam. They're basically yeah. a battery to fuel like this large, large mm -hmm. death machine. 
And this is also in see Destiny, they revived it with Stella, who was oh, over, when, 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 when we were like teenagers, probably when you saw that moment, uh, you, you cried with Shin when she yeah. when he couldn't save her from being the weapon. So on the one hand, she's not a damsel, called. but she's also a weapon. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called in C, the ones. Uh, I think they're just enhanced. Yeah, enhanced um, wait, wait, Give me. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, they had to take God. drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's even on the Dominion Gundam pilots, right? No, I think was it the Nemesis or something? It was a different. There, it was another version of the Dominion. Uh, see, Destiny. I think it was the Nemesis. Was yeah. Uh, no, I mean the the Gundam pilots in Dominion. Ah, extended. Up, okay. Extended. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. called extended. So like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, there've been there've been so many uh female characters that are like used as like a weapon. Mm-hmm. More of like a human weapon. So like Lagasum was the start of all of that. Yes. And Zeta Gundam was like a loaded one. So mm -hmm. four was the first half, and then you got Rosami, who's Psycho Gundam Mark Two. So you mm -hmm. know, they did it twice. Um mm -hmm. uh I think this double Zeta had uh LPO Plea. Mm -hmm. And then her clones. <laughs> a series yes. of clones. Mm -hmm. And uh Coming to that, uh, Marita Cruz is one of my favorite of those. Oh, yeah. Because she had uh, an arc that, like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was the saddest part of mm. the whole series. But take note, this is, in a way, while they're using women not only as a different form of damsels in distress, but they're also, in a way, their femininity is violated like, on several, not only are clones, in a way, un unable to reproduce. So, in a way, yeah. they're, I that part of their womanhood is destroyed, similar to like uh, Scott, uh, what's that? Um, Black Widow, you know? That's a yeah. weird thing. When they're women soldiers, they take away their uh, ovaries or their wombs. So are they mm. still, th that question, if they're female soldiers and they destroy their wombs, are they still technically women? So in a way, they're, they're always, that's always part of their character. They're scarred because of that. I think when Marida Cruz from the Gundam Unicorn, I think it was implied that, of course, she was consistently, if I'm not mistaken, like raped or something. But at the same time, she can't yeah. do. She uh, was she was children. harassed yeah. multiple times. And yes. Yeah. Her so, reproductive system just removed all the time. Yeah. So in a way, that falls into another trope of of female characters in, of course, in male quote unquote male oriented uh, media, which is fridging when you fridge a female character just to motivate the male character to bring him forward which is quite sad but like you said some of them have arcs they change you know yeah. and so it's dynamic so even if they're quote-unquote a victim of their own circumstances sometimes it's a it's it, it can be justified when they sometimes uh find the consequences of their own actions like another thing about seed another dynamic character although it's it's mixed but again it's interesting flay ulster you know oh. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think yeah. Uh, the general impression amongst uh, amongst a lot of fans is people just hate Flay. Yes, like, for for being like uh, in general annoying. The the usual yeah. definition I hear. But yeah, it's I think it's just yeah. She's yeah. Even I don't like her. Like uh, yeah. As much as I I kind of wish she had like a better <laughs> she You're had right. a better arc. Eventually, it is uh, well an old trope. She's basically the Lady Macbeth 
in other words, the one who corrupts the protagonist using her feminine wiles. Like if you notice, it's one of the first yeah. scenes as a teenager where she literally used her body just to, I say, in a way, comfort Kira Yamato, but motivate her to kill because like, oh, she killed, my, like, it killed my boyfriend, so now go avenge. And I think that's, uh, well, one, one that it's negative, but it's also somewhat real. Well, it's a debate. We could say it's realistic, but again, she became yeah. she got her arc by seeing the war from the other side. She was forced mm-hmm. to go to the coordinator side. If she started out in the natural era, then she became she captured she was say the coordinator's Zaf side. Mm-hmm. And when she, when she saw the war from both sides, she eventually um, in a way learned her lesson. But it wasn't really it wasn't really done in the way she, she could do anything about it, but you can see it in her psychology, I suppose, like in her expressions that she, no, she initially she started, she wanted to kill or all coordinators. And then she used Kira as her killing puppet, but eventually she was forced to empathize with the coordinators when she was in their ship. So it's, again, it's a, a dynamic character arc also towards the anti-war message. So, yeah. 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 People forget that, Gundam is an anti-war anime. Despite, despite showing the, how awesome it is. <laughs> yeah, despite how showing how exciting, how thrilling yeah. everything is, like how awesome like Gundam's uh, shooting beams through various mobile suits in yeah every you know in like for the past forty years. You know, it's an anti-war message. Um, and I think one of the best female characters in Gundam are the politicians. Get great deals and discounts with Shopee. From everyday needs to affordable podcasting gear like microphones to streaming tools such as capture cards, you can get all that and more on Shopee. Use our affiliate link podlink.co slash o2k to help support the podcast. Kaya add to cart and check out na. Like, oh. Honestly, like, Regina Peacecraft, she was like, she was, she was very immature. Like, first, first part of the series, like, and then in the second half, she grew into like Regan a peacecraft, and then just yes. <clears throat> just let the <clears throat> just strong let, female leader. Just let the just let the charge. Um, although I would say politics of wing is not the strongest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact mm-hmm. that it's <clears throat> it's a good. The fact that she had her arc yes. to become like a strong political leader. I think yeah. the better example is like Lacus Klein in that. Aspect. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but then, you know, again, it's another arc there. She started out as the pop star. Yeah. You know, she was singing with songs <clears throat> of peace, but eventually she was the captain of, I believe, the Kusanagi, which is a pink ship. You know, it's a war machine with covered in pink. But again, uh, it's hers. You know, she is, um, uh, again, she grew to be a commander. She even had a seed factor wherein instead of making speeches of peace, but now uh, speeches of war. <laughs> but again, the, the complaint about that with Gundam Seed is she, they became hypocrites in a way. Like she's, she has the most, eventually became yeah. the most powerful faction in Orb, you know, more powerful than Zap and uh, the Earth forces. But she's saying, let's all work together and have peace. And all of a sudden, you commanding Kiriyamata to kill thousands yeah. of fleets. Of Kiriyamata became so her it's like, weird. Uh, killer drone. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, yeah. I think you can see Destiny, it became more evident. Like, oh no, yeah. Kira is just there to just 
in, uh, that's where I think that's where it turned C Destiny off when Kira came yes. back, and then the strength yeah. freedom felt like a cheat code in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Like he just erases everyone, non lethally. Yes. I might mm-hmm. add because he never hits the cockpit when he came back. Yeah, it's like it's just like weird plot convenience. He he Batmaned <laughs> uh, much of the enemies in oh yeah in Sea Destiny. Yeah. Mm. So you know these guys yeah. may be bruised and traumatized, but they're still alive. So um... one thing you have to remember also, you mentioned Relena Peacecraft. I, I what actually even as a young kid, I was amazed because you'd expect that the main girl and the main guy would get together, but eventually, yeah. remember she left Hero Yui left a letter, which by the way, um, asking out for a date maybe I don't know. We don't know, but this is a big thing because he's introduced as a heartless killing machine. But because of Rene Peacecraft, he inspired humanity in him. And yet, all of a sudden, he finally expressed humanity, and she went to him and tore it and then said, next time, ask me yourself, you know? <laughs> yes, simp. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's weird. She is her own woman, and she didn't... Yeah. Of course, she clearly likes him, but she's actually teaching him to be human. And I think that's one mixed role of a woman in that kind of series. She's usually mm-hmm. the conscience reminding the killing machine male protagonist to be human to love you know so that's 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 a fascinating layered character but again um which is different from our main um witch of mercury from of mercury but very important role of a woman in the world uh world at war you know kind of scenario so, so again she's a competent politician you know but it's an important symbol for like girls you know to yeah. see and by the way, Gundam Wing and Gundam 00, you know, and Gundam Seed, yeah. for the most part, we noticed that it is actually marketed for women, you know. Uh, it, it's weird. When we were talking about Gundam Seed back in high school, you know, I'd see women actually talk about the show, but for a different reason. Not for the, not for the fight scenes or the robots, but because the pilots and you'd exchange cards of the pilots, like usually in compromising mm-hmm. positions you know shirtless wet you know or sometimes in sweaters and christmas those new weird. type those new type magazine uh, trading cards probably yes <laughs> yes so it's it, so this show this gundam series in the franchise is also as much for women as much as it is for men and mm. i just realized this very recently tomino the creator of the original gundam series before the first series was almost canceled but for 90 apparently going 90 percent of the fans that saved the show were women not men <clears throat> so it's it's weird like out of like a thousand that attended the first fan gathering only about a hundred were guys but it was the women who uh, saved the show so I, for, for me that was I, I was surprised but it was like a recent article 2019 like hmm. so mm-hmm. I think it's important like what would this mean to the story it might not be the same. It mostly evened out. I actually originally thought it was a male show, and then it caught up eventually when they started marketing it with the boy bands, like the Gundam mm-hmm. Double and Double Wing. Yeah, but yeah, and it's like, oh, that's when it became a win. But in a way, the women fans were almost always there. Uh, but again, what does it mean for the women audience uh, to have a women, a woman protagonist or female protagonist? Uh, in fact, maybe you can ask a female fan about this you know besides me because i don't know i i just happen to be observant with these kinds of things Mm -hmm. you know about female characters and gundam you know 
Um, so yeah, any thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, it's cool, and I think yeah, looking at Dumbledore Double O, yeah, um, we have strong political figures. Uh, Marina was the strong political yes. figure there. Like she came on her, she she like she she grew she grew over the course of two seasons of the show. Like she was once like uh, um, a princess who was like uh, they're just uh, trying to maneuver around her. To to uh to like allow allow uh her government to do this to concede to that and then mm-hmm. she just uh she just uh, became her became an even better um politician in the second half of the show and that's where I think that's that's I think that's how the that's how much of the political figures the female characters yeah. or politicians um grow there into is their one own more because, that is yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, there is one more besides, of course, the progressive female leader in democracy. You know, uh, there's also this one character that is still very iconic, and in most top ten female characters, she's usually number one. Haman Karn of uh, oh, the yeah. Zeta series, oh, yeah, yeah, who is the not only like uh, managed to grow the Z- Zeon Empire around her being a woman, but also is a competent pilot in her own right with the Kibale. Yeah, she she so, was the. Like the complete package amongst yeah. the female characters, and yeah, I was gonna talk about the female female villains on this part, and yeah, uh, but yeah, just ending on Marina. I think the arc for the female politicians in Gundam are mm-hmm. are like the pilot arcs because the way they get better and better across yes. the series, and they don't need a Gundam upgrade to be better as well. <laughs> they don't need the level two Gundam usually, and the fact mm. that you see it across the show. Uh, in Iron Blooded Orphans, more recent example, I think it's Cudelia who got that, mm. who became like even uh, who became even better as, uh, as a political figure as the series goes on. But then again, yeah. Uh, yeah, and going to the, f- women the female villains there are so many <laughs> and oh yeah um haman karn is like the prime example i think we can start with someone like um oh my god i hate that i forgot her name uh sima garahu sima garahu yeah yes like, she was like one of the earliest examples of like really good female pilot as in with ace levels yes. and you know she has the gerbera tetra which technically is a gundam Mm-hmm. And I just like that it was so good, and you know she was the she was like what she she like destroyed I think uh, um, cool Rocky like the first half of the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, but remember, she was a female character who did um, I believe committed war crimes using poisonous yeah. gas, and clearly, oh, but man. also clearly conflicted. Like you see how she was animated. She, like, she was yeah. traumatic about it, like traumatized. I think they had like yeah. an animated short or like a movie with a c- extra with extra scenes that feature her in that flashback and just showing Mayfly? her her, like, yeah. her trauma. Yeah, the Mayfly from space. I can't remember. Yes, mm. and then that's where they showed like her like uh, her conflict with that, her disagreement with that, and like yes. how much I think how much she regrets doing that, and you can, and then you know I think that's what you know made her like uh also become a bit stronger in the future mm-hmm. in the later parts like she was a ruthless captain in her mm-hmm. own right but yeah well she was a captain like i, I remember yes. she, she had her own ship of her own she fleet, had her own by the way the sema fleet yeah. oh yes she fleet. had her own 
uh, Zeon Remnant Fleet, and that was, that was kind of awesome. And she had like the fastest mobile suit in the entire show. Mm-hmm. And the way she fought was cool. And yeah, she came out guns blazing literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, she became like the iconic shot there where you know, she got split. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And um, other than Haman card, like. Um, there's Katihina Luce in um in Victory Gundam, who's like the most uh, I think one of the most one of the most feared mm-hmm, female mm-hmm. characters in any Gundam. She's like ruthless in the level of uh she's like the most ruthless. She's like she doesn't really care, like um you know, she's like not against killing anything. She's like really yeah. powerful and so scary. You know, I just remembered we were talking about competent pilots. You know, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if this counts as a villain, but she was in the villain side, like Galar mm-hmm. Horn, like in Iron Blooded Orphans. They called Julieta, and in a way, she started out with a grunt suit, but eventually was given like the another upgrade. And apparently, you know, she was the one who did the final blow and slayed the monster because oh yeah, she, yeah, she was like yeah. a knight. Galar Horn had the knight motif, and she was the one who slayed the final demon, which was. Uh, the Gundam Lupus Rex, you know, uh, what about the Lupus Rex? I think, yeah. I think the funny part is I remember like seeing because I, I, I always, I always like go around Gundam groups locally, so like on yes. social media, and then check out how they're reacting to each episode. They hate Julieta, but I think they, they, you just hate her because she killed. She's yes. the one who won. She won. <laughs> IBO is a very unique series because it shows the protagonist's flaws and facing consequences for the actions there's no plot armor here there's yeah. no it's like the game of thrones of like the, like you make a mistake you pay for it and they did yeah. make a mistake they sided with the wrong guy yeah. Uh, spoiler then, you know, alert yeah and the and funny she, part is like people were shocked to see how iron weathered orphans ended it was yeah. like you guys think that it would be ending on a good note you think mm-hmm. that they would be like miraculously alive by the end no they had it in a way they had the karma the weird thing about that, again, going back to women characters, is, it, again, mixed views. On the one hand, it had uh, interesting characters and interesting pilots because, in a way, Julieta was a good soldier. And she stayed the course and eventually became a better pilot and finally won the day. But also, it's a weird thing uh, the, with the protagonist. Well, on the one hand, Kudelia, right? The blonde yeah. princess, was, in a way, sharing in a menage a trois with again with a lolly oh, character yeah. who eventually had mikazuki's <laughs> child i'm like what so yeah, in other now, words now, it, now the yeah. child has two moms <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's in progressive but at the same time is that the point of like of the of her character the lolly ca- i can't remember her character i maybe yeah but yeah she the one that got Mikazuki's her childhood child. friend yeah. yeah i mean it was it necessary because in that sense uh, Mikazuki was more machine than man, so it, yeah, perhaps it, was, it was a reminder that it was so, was human. It was so weird. I don't think I think I, they could have just yeah the series I, could have just kept on going properly without that happening. It yeah, was just, there was no sense to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's weird. Like his half his body didn't work, but you know his his pecker did. <laughs> you know yeah, everything else. Everything else can, and then you know everything else can work when he's like plugged into his Barbados. Ah, uh, yeah. Which so, is kind of, come on. They did it in the Barbatos. <laughs> they did That's it weird. in the literal pilot, uh, in the pilot cockpit. Like, 
Yes. No, that's not what it's supposed to mean anyway. Um but yeah, the thing with yeah, the thing with that, yeah, that's those are one of the things that yeah, that's 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 still was, my that favorite. Was bad. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> that's quirky, but it's yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think um there are also times that in Gundam female characters were are written as like weak and incompetent and they rarely get like some of them don't get even like an improvement arc. I think in in Gino Reconquista, mm. like Aina, the she she had her own Gundam, yeah. but then she's always portrayed as something like she can't she can't pilot it. Like she's mm. bad at piloting, and then all her all the things she does is and then there were they came to a point that everyone became observant of her just to see how she progresses as a pilot, and then it's so it it was not. It was not the improvement arc you want. Uh, yeah. You know, you get better and better each episode. Like, mm-hmm. she just stays like normal. And it was annoying because she's, mm. I think she's also like a political figure in Gino Reconquista. Mm. But doesn't really, there wasn't, it wasn't as strong as all the other series we mentioned. Right. She wasn't like Marina or she wasn't really Regina who were. Who became like the top politicians of their of their you of their, their respective yeah. series, like yes. the way that they're the way that they're the way that they're discussed is they're they're world leaders, they're the leader of the world in some way. It, 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 they never really show you how they got there. They just assumed like, oh, yeah, you know, all it's probably because all the men are <laughs> gun fighting Gundam, so the women have to do everything else. And I, I don't know, but it's. Assumed. I think it's like, yeah. wait, that sounded like Sparta for some reason. Like, <laughs> when all the men are, are at war, the women are just handling the entire government and the economy of the. Maybe, maybe, maybe. The, maybe that's the comparison that they're trying to make. I don't know, possible. Mm-hmm. But. I think yeah. they unknowingly went. They only walked into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to- Tomino lately hasn't exactly been very detailed with the world building of him. I mean, his. I mean, of. I mean, there are there's a certain character of the fingerprints that he has, and they're mostly more simplified. And he's always been trying to go for younger audiences, like what you said. Ah, yeah. But so we don't true. know how, like, uh, the, how nuanced the role of women here. It could just be oh. She's a woman. She's a girl, but she has this power. Actually, that's a weird thing. It's a harmless girl with this hulking monster of a Gundam. You know, maybe it's it's just will it humanize the Gundam, or will it actually make her more terrifying? Which is it? You know, I mean, it. We, older fans like us might try to see it that way, but for a younger audience, would they really care? Like sometimes yeah. when you have a younger uh, series, younger, and you have a female mm. character, there's an. This is another issue. Uh, you can have female characters, but they're simply tokens. In other words, yeah, to say, hey, we have a female character, but is she interesting? <clears throat> Does she have an arc? Or is she just like what? Uh, a female of interest? Is she sometimes, worst case scenario, sexualized, objectified? Is she a victim? Is she a damsel in distress? Is she just, um, again, just to sell certain toys for uh female gumpla mods which by the way is an interesting market that is emerging there are female Female (laughs) plastic model uh, modelers you know build fighters please (laughs) (laughs) anyway yeah so it's uh in other words is it worthwhile you know and again domino 
while he he made Lula and Sela, you know, very interesting characters, mm-hmm. can he still make them for this day and age? Because yeah. after Reconquista in G, you know, it's again like what you said, it's it's kind of shaky with regards to female yeah, characters. Yeah, shaky. They they have the pump. They have really great ones. They're really good ones. Hmm. They they have a great pilot there. I can't remember her name, but she was so she was one of the best in the series. Mm. In a series where the action scenes were kind of uh, janky <laughs> mm. and needed a movie to redeem every detail. Which yeah. Is nice. But yeah. Mm. I think another one. Um, I think one of my favorite female characters of all time. I think <clears throat> probably in uh, probably maybe as a as a kid anime crush. I think Emma Sheen from Zeta Gundam because mm. she is. Technically, in not in universe-wise, but the first mm. female to be given a Gundam, she was given the Gundam Mark II mm. after Camille got the Zeta Gundam, uh, yeah. and I was I was really as a kid I was so happy to see like oh a female character finally piloted the Gundam. She I think yeah. they gave this um I think they gave uh, the same role in Sea Destiny to. Um, Luna Maria Hawk. Luna Maria Hawk, yeah. They, yeah. It was basically that. Because yeah. Seed Destiny was like <clears throat> Gundam Seed's version of Zeta Gundam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But just... Uh, just yeah, wait, wait, remind me again. Uh, remember, <laughs> Luna Maria Hawk like, got it as a hand-me-down. So it's kind of like, oh, I'm not using this anymore. I got to Destiny. Here, <laughs> here's your Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like second hand. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. In a way, a machine kind of gotten inherited it because like there was no pilot in there was no pilot ready because yeah. most of the pilots in the series are dead. <laughs> they mm. die. So, yeah, like, that's sad. And I think yeah, I'm just I was just happy that a machine at least got to pilot a Gundam. I I don't I can't remember her. And then apart from that, she was also a good sister figure. Mm-hmm. That's another thing in Gundam series, like say the. Uh, M machine. I think um uh what is the name? Camille's friend. Uh Camille's friend. Uh, it's a bit of, the older series are a bit fuzzy to me. Yeah, and then uh in Gundam Double O, I think Felt mm. Felt Grace and Christina in the in the ship were also and like remember, big sister figures. Kagala you the author. You know, she is like Kiriyamasto's sister, spoiler alert, twin actually. And the weird yeah. thing is that she's basically uh Kira if she like he was never made into a coordinator, the perfect coordinator. She's so she was a natural. I don't know. Uh, she, yeah, she was taken away, but she's also in a way a princess, but a fighting princess. So she was one of the more interesting characters. Like she's both warrior and politician yeah. in her own right. In a way, best she, of both worlds, but not she was quite great in Seed actually, and then yeah. on Seed Destiny, uh, yeah, <laughs> they she, like what nerfed her. <laughs> they, they really nerfed her, and then I. There were there were rumors about uh, behind the scenes production rumors that the reason they did this was out of jealousy for the wife of the creator of Seed, which I, I never found to prove. But uh, if that ever happened, that may be the reason she got like hard nerfed to the ground, mm-hmm. which was so annoying because you know she had the she may have had the Akatsuki, yes, but she got the worst backpack of the Akatsuki. Akatsuki. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I mean, I like the sure. Uh, I like her. Yeah. I like the old band, but the one with the funnels was like the one that uh, Mula Flaga got was like so. Busted. Oh, that was overpowered. Yeah, it was busted. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. how are you? How are you? Like, you are. You have the strike freedom on your side, and then you have this. Like, 
how are you ever gonna win in she got i remember she got like what the stripe rouge but with like the new backpack you know at the end which is kind of yeah cool. yeah she did I, and then that was so cool yeah because mm-hmm. kagali as a pilot uh, by the end of seed was one of the yeah. best she was able mm-hmm. to hold her own against like the extended and and she was even crucial to destroying the the laser the <clears throat> The super the weapon in the yeah, end. Was, uh, the, the Genesis, Genesis. yeah. The yeah. Genesis. Yeah. And it was so cool. And also, I didn't like the fact that the big opponent of Seed Destiny was the Genesis 2. <laughs> there was, there, was, uh, there mm-hmm. was like no effort on that. It's the same thing. They didn't, no one learned anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. It, that's what they hated that's about. A weird thing. No one learned C- anything Destiny. in that series. It was like, in the second series. Lesson learned, and Kira was just there to like. Thousands of names, but never really resolve anything. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm here. Just yeah, just everyone, no, no fighting because if you keep on fighting, I'll just all I can do is just destroy everyone, all of you with, with my yeah, with my coordinator senses and all the aim. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, uh, I think there are so many ways that yeah, Gundam series mm-hmm. have like represented females you get the pilots you get the damsels in distress sometimes you get a combination of all of them in one person yeah um 8ms team actually has great examples uh, Ina Sahalin is the pilot mm. who's like somewhat not enhanced but she got her like super strong mobile armor by the end but she's mm-hmm. also the love interest of the protagonist so like they're that's love on both sides, on conflicting mm-hmm. sides. And then there's also um, another pilot in the 8MS team who was um, a strong female pilot, a strong, yeah. Uh, Karen Joshua, literally mm-hmm. strong female. She was ripped. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Ripped. And Have you best. mentioned that Christina McKenzie, by the way? I just remembered. Like, oh, yeah. she was one okay. of the first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing about Witch for Murky. Whenever people said, the witch for Mercury protagonist is the first female protagonist. They'll always argue, but what about Christina McKenzie? Isn't she a protagonist? I'll always say. I think I was able to argue. I was arguing yeah. this before when I thought that, yeah, Christina McKenzie could be the protagonist for a war. But then, you know, someone, but then the discussion ended that, yeah, she isn't. <laughs> she isn't <laughs> the protagonist there. Yeah. Because the viewpoint of War in the Pocket is it's Alfred Izuriha. And his. And it's the view of uh, how war looks like to a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The child, the child, uh, the childlike depiction of war. The child would view mm. of war and yeah. how it would, how it has scarred him for life. But yeah, Christina McKenzie is. Yeah, Christina McKenzie. People think she's a protagonist just because yeah. she has the Gundam. It's so annoying. And yeah. I think it's the argument is a bit better for Celine McGriff in mm-hmm. seed stargazer mm-hmm. but then again the oh. advertised pro tag is Sven with a strike nor noir uh-huh so like uh, it's still it still wouldn't really count because you're not stargazer that's an interesting thing because for one yeah, thing it, yeah she's not like the gundam pilot but well, anyway she is but not the warrior pilot she is a scientist yeah, and the stargazer she... is very different because it's basically like a ship a human-shaped ship to just to, like a, for astronauts to travel, you know. So, 
but uh, for me, yeah, that was a it was a beautiful series with a different message, you know. But yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, uh, you, it's a very interesting point that you mentioned. Like protagonists aren't just. They're not just the one with the Gundam. They're the ones with yeah, the Yeah, because arcs. people always yeah, assume focus. that anyone yeah. with the Gundam is like the leading mm-hmm. guy. And I think Thunderbolt is uh, yes. Thunderbolt is reaching that level where sure the guy sure the Earth Federation guy has the best Gundams, but I think the real protagonist here is like the guy in Zeon. Yeah. The, because the protagonist is the yeah, you're Zaku. Yeah. And then it's fun to see because Thunderbolt is just showing how much of a douchebag the Earth Federation is. <laughs> Even though I think they said it's not the official Universal Century timeline. It's mm. like an altered timeline. But still, I think the point still stands that Earth mm. Federation, you know, this just shows like how big of a, how bad they are. How mm. They're just as bad as Zeon. Yes. That's usually the overarching narrative. Uh, everyone sucks in the war. There's no... And just because they have a Gundam doesn't mean they're the good guys. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Earth Federation is like, I always, I, I, the people always have this community in the, the fandom, right? Oh boy. They're always siding. Are you a Zeon guy or are you an Earth Federation guy? And mm. in my head, I'll never side with any of them. The, mm. Both of them, um, both of them, um, both of them gassed a co- colonies at one point. Mm-hmm. That's already awful. Uh-huh. The, both of them had their own version of like, uh, tyrannical governments. Mm-hmm. Earth Federation is like uh, they they have their own. I think Zeon was more authoritarian, sure. Mm-hmm. And the Earth Federation was just yeah, they represented corrupt. a minority that were persecuted, and so they're yeah. just simply going through a revolution, and that's what made them yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, Zeon relatable. You'd you'd feel for Zeon in most mm. for the most part because Earth Federation was like the overwhelming majority just just wanted to stomp out a very yeah. small space colony. Yes, it, which in hindsight it's a small space colony. Mm-hmm. And then what I don't like is like uh, the colors, the way they're represented. Yeah, the Germany representation was like no please uh like you know that all the char clones is basically based on the red baron you know yeah like world war one yeah yeah manfred von richthofen and yeah mm-hmm. it's really cool but i think that's what i like um coming back to like uh female gundam characters yeah no it doesn't matter if you have a gundam it doesn't mean that you're the protagonist mm. of the show. so yeah sorry christina mckenzie like, <laughs> She is like one of the first handful. Like after Air Machine, she was like the second one to yeah. have a Gundam in terms of like production order, not timeline. Yeah, because timeline wise, there were so many um, hmm. women in pilots. Like it was, it's. I, I actually agree. I actually like whenever I see a female pilot in Gundam, I always want to know like where do they stand amongst all the other previous pilots? Because mm-hmm. yeah. So it's a mixed bag and yeah even on build fighters even on yeah. build fighters they're really good ones and then yeah so it's but, i just i just always become we uh, become like uh observant of uh how they're represented because the thing is yeah as you said gundam seed gundam wing and gundam double o mm-hmm. were series that were mainstream and yes. had a huge female audience because yeah because yeah, because for the first time it's like 
much of Gundam has like male fan service, and this one this time they have female fan service. They have mm-hmm. like, and that's and then long shower scenes times, with the male protagonist. Like it, it evens it evens the balance in a way. And then at times the guy yeah. the ones the ones with the female fan base are the ones that are the most popular. Wing hmm. Seed and Double O are the most popular series. Dang. I included Orphans as well. Oh, I, I'm not. I, I don't think they had as much of a female audience compared to the other three. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you know you you at least get like uh, you at least get like um, really good looking guys on the show. <laughs> they had like a boy band of guys like, as well. But IBO is weird because clearly Mikazuki is like a child, like preteens with abs, like. Yeah, a, yeah. A, a team with ripped as hell. <laughs> yeah, but, then, but also know. like first time I saw like his debut when he shot a guy like despite being so young and so small. Ooh, that's that's the message. Like that's the weird thing yeah. about IBO. It's like they're children. He's not quite a man, not quite a boy. It's like a I think it it, they, it it puts the teenage pilot protagonist to the extreme because that's. Mm-hmm. Because it's always a teenager who ends up in the cockpit of a Gundam, usually. Yeah, but you can also compare, like in terms mm. of like you're talking about comparing women, like female pilots. It weird weird thing is that they're not always the most confident, although sometimes they are. But compared to like Evangelion, where Asuka is consistently possibly the best pilot in that series, you know. Yeah. So in a way, Evangelion. Well, fall. I mean, okay, technically is much later after Gundam, but. In terms of, like powerful female pilots, like she is a trailblazer. Uh, protagonist also. Well, the Uteragonist, you can call it like the secondary uh main character, you know, Asuka in Evangelion. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Asuka in Evangelion was yeah, really great example of like very skilled pilot ace. Mm-hmm. I think she even got better in the rebuild. <laughs> she was so good in the rebuild of Evangelion. Yeah. But then again, but, yeah, I, mean, uh, I was I'm wondering though, like we, we missed so many examples, and they're right, they're here and there, they fulfill different <clears throat> goals. But I want to ask, um, does their womanhood, their femininity, even matter with their character? Or hey, they're in a Gundam, they can do just as good. I mean, but does it matter? Like, does their I, femininity even add to anything to their role as a soldier or politician? Otherwise, you think you can see Elena Pista, she wears dresses, but is she? A woman, like is she womanly in the way of her? She expresses herself. I think one example who's like uh, very good. Uh, I think Haman Karn is a great example of like mm-hmm. showing her femininity in while still being a very skilled like pilot and politician. Oh my god, yeah, she was a, she was the bomb. The, it's like <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't like I think best female character. Yeah, Haman is just there on top. Like no yeah. one, no one has gotten close. <clears throat> Maybe in terms of popularity, people would always say it's Gladys Crime, but no, Haman Karn is like <laughs> she was everything. She was like <clears throat> she did everything before. Mm-hmm. She did everything uh, she could, mm. and she and then I think her character arc. She was able to just grind. Mm. She was just able to do work her way to the top. So mm. good. Like I think she had. Um, you remember she was just a young girl before and then when she be- she she became the leader of Neo Zeon. Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. He just just unleashed uh mm-hmm. just unleashed an entirely new yeah. beast. 
but did she have to be a woman? She could just have been a guy and would have been the same thing. So is is she just she just happens to have boobs in a <laughs> Yeah, but I yeah. think yeah, I think in a way, like there are times that some characters, like if they were guys, you wouldn't really wouldn't be much different. There are times mm. that you feel that. <clears throat> but I think the fact that having female characters is like for for me, like it just makes like People who watch the show, girls who watch the show, like yeah, there's a there's a figure that like oh they can do that and they can do that too. I, yes, just that just that little detail that um, shows that you can be skilled. Yeah, you can be skilled regardless, like in, especially in a very male dominated franchise oh. like Gundam. Well, again, maybe. Maybe they're not. Remember, they're not really male dominated. But again, perhaps because it's set in a war, oh. women are normally uh, underestimated. So maybe, like the reason why Haman Karn got to where she was is she was underestimated. You know, I, yeah, again, I don't have a lot of memories about how she was everyone. talked about. But yeah, she outplayed everyone. Besides, because oh, yeah. oh, the she's ending a woman. of Zeta, the ending yeah. of Zeta was just yeah, that's her win. Like, mm-hmm. she, like. I think the battle there was like the Titans were destroyed, mm-hmm. Camille Bidan and everyone mm-hmm. else in the anti-Earth was just like mm-hmm. destroyed as well. It's like um, I think it was like uh, kind of like Game of Thrones after the mm-hmm. Red Wedding, <laughs> right? Um, except that the Red Wedding happened in happened to uh, if it ever happened to the Baratheons and the Starks at the same time. Oh, oh wow. And then Cersei, and then the Lancers just won, and Cersei yeah. was just like, "Yeah, that, that's what happened." But I think yeah. that's how it goes, and mm-hmm. that's how Haman Karn got her. Like, that's her moment of infamy, and then mm-hmm. she had an entire series where she was the main villain. Oh yeah, and this was way before like Cersei Lannister, like way before George R. R. Martin wrote it. This was like in the eighties. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was so good, but yeah. Um, I think yeah, female representation in Gundam in general is just mm. uh, a mixed bag. But then I think it shows like how many good examples you can make. Like mm-hmm. you can, uh, I think what what I love about Gundam is you can see the growth of characters. Yeah, especially in the longer series, the classic 51, 50 episode ones, or mm-hmm. the two season ones, because you get to see like um, you get to see. Uh, I think there are times where the where you know. The protagonist doesn't really know how to pilot his Gundam. No, and then you eventually see them become an ace pilot, and that's mm-hmm. how um, some female characters grow. Um, yeah, uh, that's how the f- political figures, the female mm-hmm. politicians, grow. Like, yes, um, they just uh, they go, they grow into their own, become like the best world leader. Oh <laughs> the yeah, the world leader, quote unquote, the world leader of the entire fran- of their franchise. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we got this. Yeah. It's much yeah. better if like you see the struggle and what they had to do to get there. Yeah, I know? think um I think the closest we got was Marina in Double O, where you get to see how she how people are trying to maneuver her political decisions to sway mm-hmm. her opinion. Mm-hmm. And how she had to like, how she had to like make sure that her, her country is safe from, uh, from those influences, mm-hmm. and you know eventually just become like a stronger leader. But yeah. it's not. I don't think it's enough. Like yeah, yeah. we. I want to see more, 
political mm-hmm. arcs like mm-hmm. just, i think in a way we start like hey marina peacecraft is a princess and like she's a leader like oh okay <laughs> yeah i mean and, she becomes like oh you have your own ship now and mm-hmm. okay <laughs> yeah i don't know um i mean that's that's sometimes when it when it's more than tokenism you know when there's a real struggle and like their yeah. femininity becomes uh again an asset a tool and yeah because sometimes it, that's a weird thing for the longest time besides Haman Karn you know female characters are just there for the sake of being saved even in the Gundam franchise and yeah, or sometimes they're and there's this weird thing. I remember there's an entire Marasabe unit in the Gundam scene piloted by teenage girls. And for some reason, oh, I, why no, would you do that? It, it was why the Astray unit, yeah. Yeah, the Astray unit. It was the unit. And one by one, they got shot down. Yeah. But like, why? Who are these people? Are they even competent? Like, oh, the girls, yeah. you know? I think, that, yeah, that was an example of Tolkien in that. Yeah. And then there was the example the of the... Uh, of the women in bikinis in Victory Gundam, trying to mm-hmm. distract the protagonist and destroy the Victory Gundam, and it was just oh that that was a weird moment, yeah. Um, well, well, essentially, Victory Gundam is weird. I think it was it was a time when Tomino made a project while depressed because he was like <sighs> they were swaying his uh they wanted it to cater more to selling the toys mm-hmm. the time the Gundam, and you know. So many, creative decisions. Yeah, so many <laughs> creative decisions were like affected. So, you know, yeah, I think he was oh, just like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, screw this. I'm gonna make a bikini brigade to distract mm-hmm. this protagonist. Yeah, although it is a technically, it is a use of their femininity, you know. I mean, it may be done in a tasteless way, but some it's called psychological warfare and it's a real form of war, like yeah. sometimes, like women in in wartime are spies and they literally use their bodies as tools to extract information to blackmail yeah, they, they use so, their they use uh they, they use their charms in a way yeah. to and if your if your enemy's a teenage boy do it you know use your yeah. whatever you got <laughs> well to be fair uso when he got that when he when he saw them like none he just like none of this makes sense no <laughs> just, <laughs> just killed everyone and uh-huh. He, he was even him was just like what in the world are you even trying to pull? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. in terms of like using femininity as like uh, a weapon, in Zeta Gundam had examples of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Haman sure was that one was mm-hmm. the strongest one. I think um, there was this character in Zeta Gundam who was like a love mm-hmm. interest for Sh- Char. Uh, no, no, he wasn't yeah. Char. It was Quattro. <laughs> He was Quattro. Um, mm-hmm. he, oh yeah, Rekua, Rekua Lon mm. was like yeah. found her way. Like uh, he he used to be part of the anti Earth for a a mm-hmm. and he switched sides to the Titans eventually. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she was she was like um, yeah. I, there was a time like she was just really weird, conflicted, and. Mm. Yeah, she was one of the few characters who came traitors. And the reason she left the protagonist faction is because she wanted to like prove her prove like mm. um she wa- she came to believe that all all men only use women to fulfill their own ambitions. Mm. 
And that was the first time that it was mentioned like that. Like there was a commentary about that. Like, mm. like she was mad that you know, women are only being used to further the motives of men in this in this war time. And mm-hmm. it was it was just uh, it was just uh, it was interesting. And yeah, her female identity became you know it it was clashing with her identity mm. as a soldier. Mm. It was an interesting conflict. She may not be the main, one of the main characters, but yeah, she, yeah, she was there. And then, yeah. Sorry, I, I, what actually, what I'm actually worried about, and maybe you can talk about this. You know, like perhaps possible predictions of what would happen if you, the implications of set setting your main character to be a woman, because the weird thing is that when even a woman becomes a warrior, one of the plot moments is when the male character starts sexualizing her you know and so that's this is scary you know what i mean in a way sometimes clearly the male protagonists and male gundam pilots are have been uh have been sexualized but Mm -hmm. with but now you know as in a way a part of psychological warfare is where what happens when the female gundam pilot becomes sexualized and the especially here she seems preteen you know it's like hmm it's it's that's very <laughs> uh yeah it's a dangerous moment you know that's yeah, one but... way in which you're it's a reality you know women in even in the military they are sexualized that's why they for the longest time it took them very, a long time to be integrated as soldiers because they're afraid that they might be sexualized not only by their enemies but by their fellow soldiers so yeah and yeah yeah and then abuse cases from from those are just awful there oh they're, yeah there's a lot so like mm-hmm. yeah um yeah hoping in which of mercury i don't i think yeah i really hope this is a like one of the good one of the great examples yeah like, i think mm-hmm. this is like their testing point because they're giving uh they're giving a female character the spotlight yeah the full protagonist role and yeah this is the test to like um they can improve upon all of the women characters, all the mm. female characters they have written yeah. in the past 40 years and culminated into this series. Yes. And create arguably uh not oh, probably a well one of the best, one of the most well written protagonists in any fra- in the franchise. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm really wishing that it's the case. Yeah. And you I mean, know, it's difficult to top. They've already done so well. So Yeah. I mean it's a, big, a lot I of mean, pressure. Mm-hmm. There, there's like I, I like in the there like at worst she could be in the level of like solid, mm-hmm. but not solid like uh, an armory that's iconic, which is right. But in solid in a way that uh, solid in like Gundam X way, <laughs> mm-hmm. well loved, and mm-hmm. but really really competent. Mm-hmm. Like Garrett was one of the was like a kid who was like. Mm-hmm a scavenger but really good crafty but yeah uh, i think yeah i just i just really i have huge i have high hopes for this one i'm optimistic right. for this one. Mm-hmm. i mean cautiously optimistic always because er- every gundam series for the past few years have had ups and downs and mm-hmm. even iron Gunned orphans for how 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 good it is you know right. it's still it's still like you st- the people, I, I think I, I, 
I think it's just nostalgia talking to a lot of fans that mm-hmm. they hate the newer series. But then again, you know, people forget that it's no longer being written for us. It's being written yeah, eventually for the true. younger people. Yes. Like, that's why that's why that I don't really I don't really hate on a lot of show series. Even new mm. media, like right. I know that it's not for I know that it's not for me. And I just wanna know if so because I want to see how the people, the audience react, the younger audience react. Like, mm-hmm. do you do you like this? If you like this, then this is fine mm-hmm. because that means right. you get a new generation of people appreciating yeah. what kind of miss. And that's what build. That's what the build series is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's more for the younger fans, and you know the younger fans. And I know they turned Gundam into an esport. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. By the way, you know, none none of war. Like, it's harmless fun. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then the one, the one, the the set of characters that treat the Gundam competition, the Gundam competition as a war, was just yeah. stopped. <laughs> like, oh, no, yeah. it's a stop treating this like some. Uh, stop mm-hmm. treating this like yeah. some war. This is this is a this is this is mm-hmm. a game, and this is a form of expression and form of mm-hmm. model kit making, which is yeah. I think that's why. I think that's. What I love about the build series, there's a lot of part yeah. in it. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Although it still revives that kind of like lack of slime trope of being like a Gundam, like I icon- like what's that? I uh, Gundam uh, idol, you know? Like yeah. she's just a singer, dancer, celebrity, just dancing right next to the pink Gundam. You know, it's like yeah. you know those women in bikinis dancing next to the cars back in the old shows. You know, to sell cars, it's kind of like that. So it's yeah. that's another possible weird use of women there. So yeah. it's, it's it's kind of regressive in that sense. But yeah, it's flawed. Yeah. It's like you're it's objectifying them. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah, for teenagers and for younger yeah. audience, it's it's it can be very dangerous <clears throat> if you're going for the younger audience. If you start objectifying the female characters like that, could be dangerous. Yeah, the one it gives, hand, they're not as negative views. Yeah, are not as aware of like the nuances of female writing and but you know it's just all the why i think we might have to keep an eye on them because it might drop the ball so hard tomino is not exactly a spring chicken he could make mistakes again like yeah. we could G. yeah yeah i'm just reconquista was you know mm. it could have been something i, I initially thought it could be at least studio ghibli gundam because the art style was just yeah kind of pretty in times it's pretty but, but then they rushed a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of skipped frames. There's a lot of skipped scenes. Like they cut a lot of the cutting room floor. Felt like they cut a lot of uh, meat in the show, and it was so right. annoying. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I just hope. I think um, which for Mercury is feels fresh. It feels mm-hmm. in the fre- fresh in a way like Iron Blooded Orphans is. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 gonna be a uh, there's excitement there. But I just. Mm-hmm. I just hope it doesn't go into Gina Reconquista levels of hate. Yeah. Because people really, the hate there was just bad. And it was bad because it was broadcasting right next to Gundam Build Fighters Try oh, yeah. side by side. And people are just loving the other one and throwing shit on the other. It was so, yeah. it was so annoying. It's civil war, and yeah. <laughs> I just, I, but I, I just hope the reception to this is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I mean, isn't this like the only series they're gonna be releasing at the moment? It will no mm-hmm. longer be competing against something else. 
There's Gundam Kokoro's Doan's Aigan, which is a movie based on... Yeah, but I mean, it's not at the same time as like Build Fighters, right? So at least they yeah. don't have that conflict of interest. Yeah, the, but Their own know, conflict of interest anymore. But still, knowing knowing how Gundam fans react negatively to a lot of things, yeah, it's it's going to yeah, be okay. a, it's a mm. challenge. It's always yeah, a yes, challenge. Yes. And I really hope that... Yeah, I really hope this goes well. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this would go the two-season route since this is a fresh new series hmm. because they did that for I Am Good Orphans. They did that for the builds for most of the build series. For, mm-hmm. oh, well, technically, no. The build series was just like four different series of <laughs> 25 yeah. episode hmm. runs. But then, yeah, I just hope they build on something because one thing about one thing I hate about Gundam alternate timelines, alternate universe is they never build upon it after making like what one show. Mm. Seed was like an exception. They had at least three. They had two full series and an OVA. Uh, take note also multiple manga series of I mean sometimes fan made, others apocrypha. You know. Yeah, um, and also some people hate. Some people already don't like Wish for Mercury because they always wish Crossbone Gundam would be animated. Mm, ah, until now. I'm one which of those people. I, yeah. Which I don't think, which is difficult because people forget the art style for Crossbone Gundam won't translate well. To mm. They have to make huge adjustments to make yeah. it into a full-fledged UC series. But then, hey, we're in the UC 100s. Mm-hmm. So... Crossbone Gundam is in that same timeline. We yeah. might get something. But yeah. Mm. Uh I think we can conclude. Yeah. Um female characters in Gundam. Yeah, there there was there's so many great examples. And yeah. it's a it's a really mixed bag on how women are represented in mm. anime as well. Right. And where it's both fan there's the good there's the good which are really strong, competent characters that hold yeah. their own. There's the bad, which is just like their tokens. They're used as fan service material, which is mm-hmm. just no. Yeah. But I think, yeah, uh, I think they could, if they do Witch for Mercury well, they could just fix most of the flaws that they've done in the past right. f- past years and just mm-hmm. make uh, one of the best, well, one of the best written protagonists in any anime. Yeah. It's, it's just what I yeah. <clears throat> wish. At least a really strong Gundam protagonist. All the all I all I want is to see like uh, a Gundam series that uh, hits the mark well mm. in terms of character work because that's where a lot of Gundam series fall. The bad the bad ones don't have really strong character work. Mm. We're just you know fall flat on story. So yeah. I, I don't think this one would because they're they're hyping this up to be something. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> So yeah, I think yeah, that's that's it for the most part. And mm. once again, thank you, Matt, for joining us. Yeah, it's it's a this is our fourth Gundam episode, by the way. We've had <laughs> yeah. you know four years of the the mm. podcast. We've had yeah. uh, we've had uh, two Gundam starter packs where we talked about yes, yeah. see where where to start in Gundam. Yeah, and then we talked about build fight. Build diverse re-rise. We mm. reviewed that, and now we're talking about probably, yeah. probably this is the <laughs> this is the deepest one because we're talking about 
uh, an entire entire franchise. Yes. Entire franchise is writing of, mostly um, the women. Yeah. Of women, so they, that's that's really interesting. But yeah, thank you for joining us here. And yeah. And may may I promote my podcast a bit? Yeah. Uh, of <laughs> course. You can, yeah. If you yeah. Well, if you enjoy listening to me, you can join me at the PI podcast. We talk. I'm. I have a co-host, uh, Borge, and uh, we're political science professors talking about politics and popular culture and films. So, if you want to, uh, if you want to check us out there, we are at Anchor, Spotify, and YouTube. And if you want to send us a message, you can do so at pipodcastph at gmail So, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having me. You know, it's been nice. Um, yeah, just hope that. Well, there are three ways you can go about it. They could be just token females, just taking a box, or there are two, it's two different things. Uh, they can be uh, show that we- femininity is not a weakness. They can just do their job and be competent soldiers. Or the most interesting, and this is depth, they acknowledge womanhood and sit, use it as a strength in terms in this mm-hmm. world. So hopefully, it's more dynamic if it's a third one. But at the minimum. At least let it not be a weakness and let it be sexist. Yeah. You know, they could just you put them in a pedestal and you say all these things that uh, women don't belong in the battlefield. You know, it's, that's that's the worst thing that could happen. Yeah, that's the yeah. That's been a problem for a lot, and I hope that doesn't it doesn't end that way. Yeah. But yeah, I guess yeah, thank this you. is yeah. quite a discussion, and yeah, thank you so much. And thank now for um for for those who are listening for the audio version of this podcast. Well, this is the all only audio. Um, although, we'll, oh yeah, we'll be broadcast. We'll be posting this. We'll be premiering this. Yeah, we'll be premiering yeah, this sure. on hopefully tomorrow, Monday, or Tuesday. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, so right, before, right before Holy Week. So you've got some. Yeah. Anyway, within the Holy Week, yes. <laughs> okay. And the, this episode would be available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Player FM, and other podcast platforms you have yet to claim it's, it's weird okay uh, podcasting rights is weird because somehow yeah. you appear on them. but then um for our, our website you can check out the geekyones.com where we post uh movie video game reviews um extended content like extra list listicles on uh episodes like supplementary content and mm-hmm. a lot of other cool stuff so mm. steven recently reviewed sonic the hedgehog 2 it's fun have yet to watch it and it I also reviewed the best video game movie of all time at this moment. oh wow that's how that's good okay. it is anyway, and yeah. i also reviewed <laughs> project sandata which is a locally produced video game and it's really cool it's a it's a fun game and i want to play more of it it's a it's it's an fps game that has great potential in the future and you can all see all of that in the geekyones.com and you can follow the geeky ones uh, just by uh, at the geeky ones on facebook twitter instagram twitch and youtube so and that's about it that's episode 100 of the geeky ones and thank you for uh, thank you for those who are listening uh, thank thank you for those who will be listening to this episode and that has been us and uh, we'll see you next episode so Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Okay.
This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics, your one-stop shop for all your podcast data needs. Podmetrics aggregates data from Anchor, Spotify, Chartable, Facebook Live, and YouTube in order to show you the real picture of how your show is doing. The best part is, it's absolutely free. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and don't forget to use the referral code GEEKYHUANS. That's geeky, J-U-A-N-S. Podmetrics, the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast. This episode of The Geeky Ones is presented to you by Ambidexter. Check out ambidexter.media for more information.